things that I don't think about randomly come into my mind that I never fully got at peace with, and then five years later, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, it's like waking up at 3 a.m. like, where is my birth certificate? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Where's my birth What's up, everybody? Welcome to Almost Cool. I'm Martin, and that's Hooter. Oh, I'm feeling good today. Yeah, boys and gals, and everything in between. Oh yeah, it's been a good day, man. You having a good day? All right. Been all right. Yeah. Complain, dude. Yeah, I can't complain either, man. There's a. I'm coping with all my shit right now. Some hot tea. And <laughs> just kind of drinking my problems away. Drinking my problems away. Letting them soothe on by. Letting maybe. them get on through. No, it's it's good, though. Today's topic is, like we were saying, it's going to be, it's not heavy or anything. It's just going to be, you know, there's going to be some real moments in there. So yeah. bu- buckle up, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be a, oh, it's going to be a real one for sure. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Yeah, today we're talking about common coping mechanisms and our vices that go along with that, dude. It's going to. And like I, I was thinking about it um, all week, kind of doing my research and stuff. Um, and a lot, a lot of the topics, the common coping mechanisms, I, w- I didn't really relate to. I was kind of a lot of them were like negative uh, coping yeah. mechanisms, which is I think that's definitely coping with them. Or are definitely going to talk about those. Yeah. We're coping with the bad. But yeah, like a, I think, yeah, just like I think it's just in times of high stress and high high anxieties, and, and this is where it comes into play of just when you're yeah when something and you have a confrontation or a, a conflict that arises and you're just kind of trying to handle it. I think these common coping mechanisms are just the way people just instinctually react to stuff. So yeah, it's and for me, I, I was like doing um I was reading uh, this blog. Uh, this past week on BetterHelp, um, and talking about there or there was a, oh, a therapist, um, yeah, psychologist, yeah. Um, just talking about different ways that her or her like clientele kind of handles coping mechanisms because she's she's also I guess the to preface that she's the doctor that kind of specializes in addiction, so it was it's it's weird to kind of relate those kind of problems because I don't struggle with addiction with it, at least with anything heavy um that's right you yeah. know um but i think like <laughs> one of the biggest things yeah like one of the biggest topics that she was kind of going about when she was talking about in, in this article was the way people like negatively and positively lower their expectations when they're coping with stuff so yeah, and, I, and, and I, yeah like really related to that with when like if something was to come up, uh, either someone breaks up with you or somebody, uh, you know, you lose your job, something like that's makes you stressed. It gives you like right. very, it makes you uneasy and stuff. Um, I just kind of like lowering your expectations on what those outcomes should be, uh, in a way could positively influence you into a better place and how you kind of handle that situation. Cause I mean, for me, I, to be honest, like, it, I don't know, like, uh, I've lost. I've gotten fired before. So when yeah. <laughs> when I lost, I was working at a lab, and uh, the bosses were really bad. Um, 
it was like a family run company and they were cursing at me all the time. Uh, things like that where you can't get away with that in corporate life in this family right, run yeah. thing. They, they were just terrible people. So I started being a kind of a bad employee because of that. It negatively affected my work and everything like that. Um, but I think the way I was coping with is the reason I could get up and go back to that horrible place every day um, was I would just like lower the expectations on how they were going to treat me that day or like how I was going to be, um, how like I was going to handle uh, those conflicts that arise in the day. So I, I went in when I first got the job. I think I went in with such, you know, positive energy and was like, this is going to be great, new job. Uh, can't wait to meet everybody that works here, that kind of deal. And then I started noticing the way my boss talked to me, the way other people who run that business were talking to me. And it slowly, uh, it was making me angry. I was getting built up. I was like <laughs> pent up. Like I was ready to hit somebody at work. And I was like, oh, there's no ways anyone should be able to, or, you know, wake up and feel that kind of dread going to work. Um, so you were just like dropping the bar so low every day until it was like under the ground. Exactly. And then would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so when I <laughs> lowered that bar, uh, they they wouldn't meet any expectations that I, I had, even just like saying hello in the morning or things like that. And it just, I mean, it got to a point where it was positively influencing me for a second because I wouldn't expect the good morning. I wouldn't do this. And I would just kind of handle myself, right? I was go in, yeah. do my thing, leave. And it was fine for a couple of weeks that way. And then I just like lowered it so much that it was almost disrespectful. Like, you know, like where I was like, oh, your bar is hella low. And like, you can do any, you could say hello and you have already exceeded my expectations, expectations. <laughs> with handling this. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just thought it was really funny when, um, to like lower your expectations that much and then you know, anyone at least, you know, you, they're just doing the bare minimum of what you should do as right, like treating yeah. people and stuff. And you're like, oh, wow, I, I'm actually, it's like exciting. <laughs> you acknowledge my presence today. Yeah. About to go through the roof, baby. Yeah. Let's say it's a good day. It's a good day. Dang, dude. Yeah. I, I kind of had a job where, um, oh, goodness. It was, uh, this is a, a stupid day. This is, this is a really rough. This is a really rough story for me. It, it doesn't seem that rough uh, at the very beginning, but knowing the context of, like, if you guys have all listened to, you know, the other episodes that we have out, and you've kind of heard of like that period in my life where I was in this downward spiral and just really depressed, and all mm-hmm. this stuff was happening to me. Um, I was I was a server assistant at this restaurant in Lexington. And there was this one server who, oh, my God, dude, she was awful. She was awful. She was mean as hell. She was spiteful. She was, you know, just felt like she deserved everything mm-hmm. because she's been there the longest, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that that seniority complex. <laughs> oh, God. It was rough. Anyway, so I was working a brunch shift and, <laughs> like, I bust all the tables that were from brunch. I was out by, you know, my shift ended when brunch ended. Mm-hmm. And she got like a big influx of tables right after brunch. And then they all left. And she was, you know, pissed off that I wasn't cleaning her tables or anything. I was like, no, nah, like, I'm not even supposed to be here right now. I'm just catching up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm rolling silverware or something. I don't know. I'm doing something that 
does not pertain to you anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to lie. She was huffing and puffing. She like got the manager to, oh, even before that, she went to the, like in the dining room, grabbed a stack of plates, saw me in the dish room rolling silverware and threw them like at me through the dish pit. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then my manager comes out and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. He just hears like a big clash. And like, there's, you know, five, six broken dishes. There's his, you know, longest standing employee pissed off at me. This young 18 year old kid who's just Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I'm not supposed to be here. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I shipped into half an hour ago, but Oh my god, dude! So he started yelling at me. She was yelling at me. I'm like, "Are you serious? Are you not going to say anything about her throwing dishes at me? <laughs> like, is that was that completely in my imagination right now?" <laughs> yes, it was. Jordan. And it, it set me off, dude. Like, I went home. He told me he's like, "Just get out. Like, just go home." I was like, "All right, I'll be back in a couple days." And he's like, "All right, that's fine. Just go home." I mean, mm-hmm. So I go home. I'm steaming mad, dude. Like. I go home. My roommate, Kevin, he's sitting watching football or something. And I go inside and I grab a baseball bat and just start swinging at a tree, trying to take some (laughs) anger out, dude. Like, I, like, bent up my bat all (laughs) eight ways to Sunday. Like, (laughs) walnuts are falling out of the trees. Uh, (laughs) This poor tree didn't stand a chance. Like... (laughs) You had Babe Ruth on it. I'm telling you, dude, I was I was so mad and I was so angry. And then my neighbor, he comes over. He's like, hey, I just had a shitty day at work. I was like, me too. And he's like, do you want to get hammered tonight? I was like, yeah, I do. So we go to the liquor store and we both buy a fifth of tequila and we both drink it in an hour. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm not like, this is so bad. Like, I'm telling, like I said, I was in this depressive state. Like, I was a like damn near abusing alcohol already oh yeah and oh my god dude this was one of the lowest points i've ever been this is actually you know silver lining of the story shortly after this i had to take a long look at myself and i got myself out like Mm -hmm. I, i started making the steps to get out of that pit that i was in but dude i i think about it and it just makes me so disappointed in myself but where we drink, we both drink a fifth of tequila within an hour, hour and a half. And then, like, we're, you know, all I, the last thing I remember is us on the porch just, you know, telling each other how much we hated the day, like all these things that were just stacking up. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up covered in puke mm-hmm. and, like, headache out of this world. The way I fell asleep, like, I, you know, I baby fell asleep, where head down, ass up, just like <laughs> <laughs> I just fell in my bed and didn't move after that. And thank God I did, because really, if I was on, you know, my back or something, I would, I, I very well could have suffocated myself. Yeah, choking on your own stuff, choking on my own vomit. Oh my, this is so. I, I'm sorry for everybody listening to this. If you're like, you know, kind of young, and this is, you know, a weird thing to hear about, but. It was such a terrible day for me, and the circumstances of the last six months that I was going through really – like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a day at work where 
a server's yelling at you, you should be like, oh, that's nothing. Like, I should just be able to roll that off. Mm -hmm. But no, it was like the thing that just set me off. And I, like I said, I, <laughs> I made some very, very bad decisions trying to cope with my anger mm -hmm. and trying to cope with my disappointment in myself. And just like, I, I viewed myself as worthless. I viewed myself as all these terrible things. And I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I pretty yeah. much stopped drinking tequila after that. Like, yeah, yeah, that definitely. Really touch it, but. <laughs> yeah, do you have that? Do you have that? Uh, is tequila that alcohol that you can't even smell anymore because of pretty that, much that one time? Yeah, yeah I, that one time. Yeah, I had that's Fireball for me. I loved Fireball when I was in college, and just after that, I was like, "This is antifreeze. <laughs> I can't drink it anymore." <laughs> and uh, but no, I kind of I kind of relate to that so heavy because I after losing that job. Um, she, I had a meeting with, uh, her name was Ellen. Um, but I went to Ellen's office and, you know, we were, we were talking and she's like, Hey, we, you know, you're, you're causing too much mischief or you're just causing, you know, and I was like, you're the only reason I'm acting like this. No one else here thinks I'm a bad person in any means. And I'm not going to be, I'm going to be cocky for a second and be like, I, I was good at my job. You know, I went to school yeah. and this is stuff that like the science field and, lab work and that kind of environmental stuff is my forte right now. So I, I was really, pr I was like proud of my work that I was doing there, you know? Was, yeah. So I was like starting, it was the first job out of school too. So I was like, Oh, I'm starting my career. You know, I was like really gung ho about it. And, uh, but after I lost my job, even though I knew it was coming, there was like a week of just talk around the building that I was, you know, Mark's right. going to be gone and blah, blah, blah. We got to get him out of here. And I just, you know, I knew it was coming, but you know, it, no matter if you knew it was coming, I kind of want, I wanted it to happen. I didn't want to work there anymore, you know? Um, yeah. but she called me in her office and was like, Hey, you know, you're, you know, you know, we don't want you around anymore. You're fired. Um, you know, just get your stuff out of your desk and you know, you can leave today at noon or whatever. And I remember going home and smiling all the way home. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And I got, got home and everybody was home. It was a day where everyone was just like hanging out on the porch. It was actually a beautiful day in the middle of the summer. Um, so everyone was just hanging out, chilling, got there. They get immediate, I told everybody, I was like, hey guys, I don't work there anymore. And I, and I was coming home every day complaining about this job and right, the people. Yeah. So they, when, I, when they heard that, everyone was like, yeah! Woo! you know like let's go finally uh and immediately handed me a beer and was like all right let's you know like today's the day like let's do it and uh, you know at first i was so excited and then and then the like the the way i was coping with this got a little bit worse where i kind of after a day or two after i lost the job i was like man i i got fired you know it, it settled yeah. in where like i didn't quit my job i got fired and i was like yeah. damn this is it kind of, I kind of started settling in where I I got fired from the first job outside of college and I felt I started to feel worthless. I didn't think I could do anything else, and I was right. I was like okay, and I was having a good time. It was a good summer. Like I, I mentally was okay, um, but looking back on that summer, uh, I don't remember a lot of it, which is terrible. You know, uh, like I yeah. started drinking really heavy. Um, I don't I know myself and. You know, a couple of gin and tonics. I'm good for the rest of the night. You know, so but I was definitely having a lot more than that. And can't confirm. Yeah, <laughs> and I just started drinking really heavily. And I didn't start drinking until I was 21. I had like a beer or two. You know, at school. It's you know here and there. But I never got drunk. So this was honestly my first 
step into i don't even want to say alcoholism in any means but uh i do i I will say like every day i was drinking multiple times a day all and it was it could be 10 in the morning could be 11 at night didn't matter and i was like yeah hand me a beer hand me a drink whatever and uh and i was just like oh man i don't know what i'm doing i started to feel worthless about myself and then i noticed that i was drinking a lot right and i was like i need to stop drinking i need to be productive i need to do something but it didn't stop i would just be around my friends and it's summer i was like you know i'm just gonna hop in this baby pool for a second and drink my ass off and then not really think about it and you know at the time it was great you know i'm hanging out with friends uplifting my spirits in the moment but then i'd go home and like have a couple days of reflection or like you know you're just alone and things start you know you start mind starts wandering and i was starting to realize like man i'm like really destroying my body right now i'm eating like i'm eating like shit um I'm drinking so much right now and I love, and you know, I, I, at the time I was like a real, I was smoking weed pretty much just as much as I was drinking, you know? So, um, and at the time, you know, all through college, I was smoking weed just like any other college student in, um, the world. But I, (laughs) but I, I, I like to think I was a productive stoner. Like I, I could go to class, I could have meetings, I could get my homework done. I could do all these things while smoking weed. So it never really like it was more of a oh I'm I'm feeling anxious let me smoke a little bit to calm myself down so I yeah. can complete the task so I'm I'm a big advocate that it's actually you know there is medicinal uses for it I think that's one hundred percent like people were telling me no it helps with anxiety or it helps me eat or it helps me do this thing I one hundred percent support you I think it's um, I think it's actually awesome um, but you know of course. I'm not thinking, oh, this is helping me. You know, I'm just a <laughs> stoner kid in school. Yeah. Um, At some point, everything, as good as something is, can become a crutch. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. You you tend to, like, a couple drinks isn't bad. You know, smoking isn't bad. But when you rely on it so much to take your mind off of what's going on instead of dealing with that thing mm-hmm. or, you know, taking the steps to move past it it kind it it hinders you in a way like i so i never i never really uh smoked or i never really did drugs or anything um i never it it just didn't appeal to me like it did everybody else not your cup of tea it just wasn't my thing and um (laughs) but i had i had friends who you know wake and bake every day like get (laughs) get as high as freaking possible just to do small tasks and they're like i can't do it without it mm-hmm. i'm like oh mm-hmm. okay that's a <laughs> that's a weird statement to make mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like i'm all for you doing it if you want to you know go ahead that's fine but if you're saying that okay i can't get through this without this or i can't deal with this thing without doing this thing mm-hmm. then i think that is like one of the first red flags that you'll see that these coping mechanisms are starting to creep up on you Mm -hmm. and can be a bit more unhealthy. Oh, 100. It's like, uh, it was like when I started smoking cigarettes, I didn't start smoking cigarettes until college. And I don't know why, but when you get a drink or two in me, they go down like candy. Like, you know, it just, and I I think that's a big, you know, thing people can relate on is, Oh, I only smoke when I drink. And that was the way I was for a second. And then I started drinking every day. So (laughs) I started smoking every day and, it became, I started smoking without drinking. And then that became like, Oh, I need to go to the grocery store. It's about a 10 minute walk. That's a perfect time just to like have a smoke on my way there. 
and then I would have one on my way back. Things like that where you, you, you I, I didn't at the time didn't realize, like, oh man, I'm I'm just having I thought it was just a casual smoke, right? I'm just and yeah. you know, we are we're preached to kids you no know, yeah, <laughs> like right when we're born that cigarettes are bad for you. So it, it it's one of those things you never feel good. At least I don't I don't never feel good when I do like I in my head like you know truth.com is like you know like in the back of my head just like with those um non-smoking heads you know but uh <laughs> but you know it's just that thing where it's like it's not affecting me in the moment and it's not like it actually helps with kind of st- stabilizing my mind and like you know when I'm high stress now right it's bad because um the like one of the first things I started catching myself with, like oh I'm addicted to cigarettes and like this is yeah. actually becoming a bad thing was ha- a how much I was buying them and two just kind of like my immediate thought when t- a tough situation or, or like was in front of me uh, yeah. I would be like wait I need to go have a smoke or like you know like oh no I like no I just need to smoke like I need to break I need to do this this and instead right. of just yeah. like in, you know instead of handling what was going on in front of me. Um, like if I had a bad day at work, instead of kind of talking through it and just being like, ah, I'd be like, I'd get home, open a beer and be like, immediately smoke a cigarette and be like, ah, oh, this is like, uh, uh, like happening. You know, this is, this is helping me through this, this is, what I, need. is yeah. what I need. And, and of course, like I'm, I'm a big advocate that's like vices are good for you in moderation, right? Like, you know, like you yeah. were saying, if you know, but it got to a point where I was doing that every day and then now I'm now now I got addicted to cigarettes and I've, and I never thought that. I would say oh, I'm addicted to cigarettes because I, you know, people just have that complex where they, I can stop anytime. And I thought, yeah. you know, for a long time, I'd still to this day, I'm like, I can stop anytime. Um, but I, and I definitely go through phases of like smoking heavily and not smoking heavily, yeah. things like that. So, but it's like, it's always going to creep up on me. It's always like, there's moments where I'm even stressed out at work and I'm just in my mind around a bunch of my coworkers, I'm just like, man, I really want a fucking cigarette right now just yeah. to deal with all you, with all you people right now. <laughs> um, and for you to deal with me, because sometimes, you know, with, with that, with that vice, since I didn't take it in moderation, now I'm addicted. And when I don't have it, my irritation levels kind of are a little go bit, through the roof. yeah, yeah. Go through, I, I get irritated. I get that. And I'm self-aware of it though. I, I will say like, if I'm at work and let, let's say I don't, I don't have, I can't smoke all day. A lot of the times I'm at work, I can't smoke because I'm on these properties that are like oil and gas companies and stuff. And yeah. we're, we're doing cleanup work. It's very dangerous work. So, you know, I don't even think about it, but I'll start getting irritated throughout my day and that kind of thing. And I don't know why. And then I'm like, I'll get to lunch or something and be like, oh, yeah. whoa, you're right. Like, it's because I haven't had cigarettes all day. I'm getting kind of heated, and I can kind of keep myself in check. I, I, like once I kind of realize it and snap back into it, I'm like, oh, okay, right, cool. Yeah. Like I know what's happening. Let me fight it. Let me go through it. And like I'm just having withdrawals. And then when I realize it, I will cut back on smoking a little bit every day. And then something will happen <laughs> where it's like, all right, <laughs> all right, it's packed a, a whole pack tonight. Like you know, it's terrible. It's gross. Um, yeah. And but that I think that's my biggest vice, uh, physical vice right now is just like yeah. coping with cigarettes and coping with that because uh, I've I'm not saying I'm over drinking or over smoking or anything like that. I just I'm to a point where those things have done its job in the, in that time frame of my life and it yeah. wasn't good and I kind of recognize like yeah the kind of holes it put me in and you know th- limitations it it put myself in and stuff. I was yeah. I completely agree. Like. I was drinking heavily, you know, for a solid year and a half, like just um, nearly every day, if not every day. Um, and now, like, I still, like, I'm, I haven't quit drinking, but I, 
might have a drink once a week, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> like, and maybe that's due to COVID that I can't go out because I usually did my drinking going out when I wasn't in that weird phase of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's good. Like, I still appreciate the drink that I have. Like, I, I notice it now instead of a something I need to get through a bad time or something I need to have to settle myself down. Mm-hmm. Now I look at it as... Okay, like I'm like I did when I was like you know 19 when I first started. Like I looked at it as okay, this is just what I'm doing with my friends just to have a good time. Yep. Like I don't need this. I could not have this and still have a good time. Mm-hmm. This just makes it fun, you know. Like I'm at that level again, and I'm very appreciative of that because it was looking really gloomy there for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, did, um, and did you go through like a? I mean, I know you were you were said you went through like a self reflection period of that. Do yes, you? Yes, yes, and yes. Do you think? Like before, like as you were drinking every day and stuff, did you have that thought of like, oh, it's not, it's not, you know, it's good for me right now. And like, you don't really think about the actual consequences as a whole, you know, I didn't because I was, I was kind of lying to myself that I wasn't doing it as much as I was, you know what I mean? Like I was just, oh yeah, I have a couple of drinks. It's no big deal. Like Mm -hmm. it's fine. It's fine. I was saying all those things, you know, that Mm -hmm. really... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make you think, oh, yeah. Yeah, right, and trick yeah. yourself into it, yeah. Exactly. And then, like I said, once I, you know, hit a low, low, then I started to take a step back and be like, okay, that was one of the stupidest things I have ever done. And I did it willingly to myself with a smile on my face, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I really had to take that step back and reevaluate how much I was drinking, how much I were, was doing these bad things to myself. And then I was able to pinpoint just like, oh, okay, like this feeling makes me want to drink mm-hmm. and this situation makes me want to drink. And mm-hmm. I'm constantly putting myself into this feeling and into this situation. So I'm making myself, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. in result, I'm making myself drink. Yeah. And so I was able to kind of back away from those things that I was doing, you know, whether that's get another job or hang out with new people that weren't you know just trying to get drunk every day Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah absolutely like i had to separate myself away from some friends yeah not bad you know not just like no you're the devil i can never be around you ever again like nothing like that but i had to stop hanging out with them so much like maybe every couple weeks just to have a good time but that was it like it wasn't an everyday type of deal um but you said something a little bit ago that I'm I'm really glad you said in that that's smoking is your like physical vice. Mm-hmm. Like that's your physical coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering like what is your like do you have any like mental vices that you struggle through or mental vices that you are happy to, to have, you know, like any positive, any negative ones. Yeah. Yeah. A po- mind. Yeah. With that, I mean, what you just said, I was, I was going to ask you um, because I think it's a very positive thing um, that you took action on doing or removing yourself from people in the situation and kind of distancing yourself yeah. from from the problem you're distancing yourself from that conflict so you're able to think about it you know you're able to go through yeah. and like kind of reevaluate things and organize uh like reorganize um your you know your daily routines or whatever that may look like for anyone but i think that that's something i do too um that's very positive i think it like the job i i got fired but um 
you know, eventually I think I was going to reach a breaking point where I was going to have to make a choice. Either I'm going to be angry every day and suffer through this, or yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to quit and I'm going to have to distance myself from this thing. So I'm able to just like live a life that I kind of always want, you know, like people always want just a life of happiness and stuff. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think, I think my biggest mental one is distancing myself because as soon as I have a problem, my coping, me- coping mechanism is to kind of shut down and kind of like, I, I'm usually an outward extroverted person talking to everybody. I, I wear my heart and my feelings on my sleeve. I'm not ashamed of them in any means. And I like to think I have a grasp on them. Um, but when, when circumstances arises where, you know, it's just like everything flares up and you're like a caught in this high stress moment, um, I have to be like, all right, I need to shut myself away for a couple of days, a week, what, however long it takes. Let me calm down. Let me rationalize things. Let me do this. Um, and so I think distancing yourself from the problem or people or whatever the issue is that you're that makes you want to go to your vices and you, at least your physical ones and stuff. If you remove yourself from those, I think it's a great um, I, I think it's a great coping mechanism because it allows you to not have other influences, other biases, other, uh, you know, opinions of other people and lets you kind of handle your situation because you're the only one going through it, you know? Like, you can relate to people who are dealing with the same struggles and having the same problems, but it's, I'm going to, like, everyone is unique. Um, Someone who is struggling with drinking every day, um, that could be a problem for someone. But also, I kind of do the thing where my dad will come home from work and have a beer, one beer, and then that's so he drinks every day, but he just has the one beer and he's cool. Yeah. You know, it's like he's found his balance. He's kind of found this thing. He's rewarding himself after a long day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, go for it, man. Like you deserve it. You know, you just worked your ass off. You know, if you want a beer to enjoy yourself when you get home. Yeah, go for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also I think one of my <laughs> I think the most like n- negative. I don't, I don't even know if it's negative, but uh, like. I don't know. I think uh, this is when I I was kind of contemplating whether it was actually good or like good or bad is asking for help is like when people cope, their immediate reaction is to be like, oh, everyone like help in and like I need help. I need to do this. And that's not the way I I shut myself down. I distance people. Let me handle it. And then I will ask for help. But, you know, I think it's I think it depends on the person. Like I said, I think it's positive if you're going through something and you're like, I need to get this off my chest. I need to hear somebody rationalize with me i need to hear somebody either counter or you know uh you know like accept what i said you know make it true or false help me through it Um, which is a great i think people asking people for help is a you know drop the pride if you really need your help you know but uh i also i was gonna ask you do you know anyone or are you friends with anyone who they're going through something and you're they just instantly go hey jordan i'm going through this i need i need i need help out of blah 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 and they're looking they're not they're coming to you and you feel like it's a very sincere thing but you notice that they're only coming to you so other people can solve their problems like you know like other people yeah. putting the responsibility on someone else and i think that's a terrible coping ne- mechanism because you start yeah. projecting you know i had i had this one friend who honestly since i've left lexington and i'm not there anymore I haven't really talked to this person anymore. Um, but anytime they were going through something rough or something was really bothering them, the only time they would ever talk to me was, you know, to vent and to 
see what I had to say or hear what I had to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's not bad. Don't get me wrong, but I honestly like <laughs> this is kind of a selfish thing, but I felt that I was being used solely for condolence, you know? <laughs> you Absolutely, know, like I, yeah. I felt like I was only being I was like I'm not getting paid. I'm not a fucking shrink like <laughs> Yeah, I'm not <laughs> you know? your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your therapist. Like, come on, do you want to hang out? No, I can't. But I do want to complain for 2 hours about this thing mm-hmm. and completely <laughs> this sounds so mean, but completely, you know, just throw your whole day off and ruin it. And like, that's no, not, yeah, that's not completely true. That, that's not how I looked at it. But mm-hmm. some people can look at it that way. That. Oh, man. I mean, it definitely. That, affect, I mean, that's like a little sibling, <laughs> uh, like a little sibling complex a little bit. I love that word that you of, said yeah. complex where like, let's say your little brother um, came to you and is like, hey, you I know you've dealt with this how do i deal with it he's younger than you so there's that influence of like okay you need guidance right you need this but when someone's your at least your age it's not that they go through the same experiences but i'm expecting someone to kind of have a grasp on the situation right i'm like you're you know come to me with solutions of how you think about it or like you know things like that like I'm, i'm willing to hear you vent and i'm being an ear for you but also like at the end of the conversation, go, okay, I'm complained, I've been, but this is the actions I'm taking yeah. to kind of handle. But a lot of people don't do that. They just project the, all their complaints on you and expect yeah. you to be like, oh, man, you know, I totally feel that fucking sucks. Like, um, And then they put, I don't know, like they kind of either, I've had this situation too where they kind of tell you and then you respond in a way they don't want to and then they get mad because, and you're like, whoa, 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 you're coping with this, not me. That's you another know? thing too. I'm glad you said that because- over the years, I have gotten to this point where I've stopped telling people what they really want to hear. You know, if someone comes to me for advice, I will straight up tell them at the start. I'm like, look, I am so grateful that you wanted to share this with me, mm-hmm. but I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, I'm not going to suck your dick and tell you everything you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. To make you feel better. Like, I will call you out if you're being a shithead. I will call you out if you're you know, doing these things wrong, like purposefully, if you're doing them wrong by accident, that's a different story. But if you know that this action that you're taking is going to hinder yourself or hinder someone else, I'm going to tell you that's not good. (laughs) Like you Mm -hmm. need to stop that. Even if you like it, even if it's fun, even if it's this or that. Um, I have a family member who, you know, they've been going through some stuff and they're telling me these things about, oh, yeah, you know, she does this, she does that, she does, you know, the other, and it makes me feel terrible. I'm like, well, haven't you done this, that, and the other as well? Like, Mm -hmm. you need to think about that, that maybe, like, you guys just fight in response to one another, and if one of you stops, the other one will stop responding. Mm -hmm. Or if that one stops, you will stop responding, you know? Yeah. It's just, you're not... (laughs) <laughs> you're not justified in acting like you're not justified in being a, a shitty person or doing shitty things be, just because someone is doing those things to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we've kind of, we've kind of touched on this where I told you about the lady during the respect uh, episode about how this lady, you know, started just, Oh fuck you right off the jump when she was like in front of me in a line <laughs> yeah. at the drive through. <laughs> 
and immediately I was like, all right, she's being a shithead. I'm going to be a shithead. So I told her, you know, oh, you fat piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you absolutely. can't read. Like, I told <laughs> and that, I thought about that action for three, four days because my girlfriend, when I told her about it, she called me out on and said, you shouldn't have acted like that. Like, you're not justified just because she did it first. Mm-hmm. And it seems like I felt like a, a kindergartner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it it's it knocked my pride down a bit and that's good sometimes. Yeah, it's like Jordan, really, you weren't being so nice. It's like Jordan, treat others how you want to be treated. Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, it, ma'am. Yeah, there's I mean there's uh, it, as I've seen it on Instagram or something. It's just, you know, don't don't be a mean person just because someone was mean to you or something like that. It, yeah, it's just it's kind of I don't know, but I mean, like a way people cope like negatively with their coping mechanisms. Some people just are a, a slave to their emotions, and they don't have any rationality when they're kind of handling, at least initially, handling their yeah. the issues that come up. Um, and I know a lot of people they get angry, arrogant, you know, maybe I I don't know. I think I think just and and you know mixing those vices, you know, as alcohol and drugs and things like that if you're mixing that with your other vices of like oh i'm just a naturally i get angry very easily and you know that about yourself and you're going to like start drinking you know chaotic like that is chaotic evil right there that is exactly you're just putting you're putting gasoline on the fire and and (laughs) yeah it's it's not it's not good and i don't and i you know i want to read the definition of vices really quick because i think i think it really does uh kind of clear up some stuff for me because i was I was thinking of like what makes a vice a vice, you know, like just because anger is a, a vice that people go to when they're coping, but it's not necessarily like I was thinking anger. I'd be like, yeah, it's a negative emotion, or it, you know, it's deemed as a negative emotion. But sometimes it's it's great to be angry, you know, in situations. Yeah. Um, but the definition that this uh, person online gave is any bad habit or ongoing behavior that represents in moral depravity, which is like moral weakness. And so it's not, I, and so that kind of cleared it up for me. Where it was okay, you can have these emotions such as anger, uh, or you can go, you can have these vices that you deal with it, like anger, arrogance, envy, gluttony, things yeah. like that. Um, you can you can practice those in a way where it's not deemed unhealthy yet. And I was like, okay, well, you know, but like the 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 key here is moral depravity, where you know you're. You're yeah. suff- you're like you're setting aside what you actually believe as a person and your your own beliefs and your own uh, moral compass and you're kind of skewing off directions in that and I was like oh right. okay that makes sense like I I rep like one of the things to rep uh, to kind of connect it with drinking is I, like you said I was like oh I have a couple of drinks with my friends it's good to have a good time blah 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 I never need it yeah. in situations I never uh, if it's there it's great if it's not oh well but uh, you know yeah. I was getting to a point where it was I was. It was kind of, you know, dependency crept in with alcohol, and that was, I was just like, oh, I need a beer, like, whatever, and then, uh, but my moral belief is, hey, you should practice alcohol in moderation. I have, I've seen it firsthand of people uh, who suffer from alcoholism, and so, and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not the best. It's, it's not at all good. It's not a, um, and I, and the, my experience with it is I've just seen people get angry because I'm a happy drunk. I, I, when I'm out there and I'm drinking, I'm just, I, I'm a happy drunk. I'm dancing my ass out, whatever, <laughs> like whatever the case may be. But I know that's not the case for everybody. And I, and I have moments where I have gotten angry, you know, and yeah. things because I've been drinking. Um, 
but yeah, that, that moral weakness, like you're doing things against your own moral beliefs and your own moral, uh, standards. And you're like, Oh, I, I'm doing, I'm suffering or I'm, I'm going through this issue and I'm like, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, not demeaning of uh, downplaying my own moral. I, yeah, I like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You're just like going, you're skewing off the track that you're originally, you know, you kind of set for yourself. And, and then you, there, that's where the justification comes in. You start making excuses. You kind of trick yourself into things yeah. aren't bad. And you're, and then you have to like the self evaluation part of the self reflection is like, Oh shit, I've, you know, I was heading North, but now I'm heading South. Like, you know, I need to, my, quick, yeah. my compass needs to get back on track and we need to, and, but yeah, I, th- I think it's just, I mean, do you, with, do you think you've, I mean, you've hit that point where physical or mental vices, where you can really look at a, a belief that you had in like your moral code for yourself yeah. that you've, that you were like, ah, like I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a little weak on my, my moral, you know, I'm, I'm going to like fold under the pressure and do something that's not necessarily <laughs> what yeah, I actually so- believe in. Yeah. I am a firm believer of people can always change for the better or for the worse. You know, like people can change. Like we've said it a million times that first impressions and are bullshit and that mm-hmm. um, how people perceive you can be different over time. Um, there is a prime example of this girl who, oh, God, <laughs> it's such a rough one. It's such a rough story. Um, I was like the only person that would be friends with her because she was just, she was a liar. She was, you know, she made things up. She threatened people's sanctity in life. And, you know, like I was the only person willing to hear her out because who knows, maybe she has something going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then she brought that, she brought lying. She brought pettiness. She brought all these detrimental things. She aimed them at me, and then I completely cut her out and said, no way I will ever talk to this person ever again. Like, it's not happening. I don't care what she does. I don't care what's going on. I was so <laughs> – I went against – like you said, I went against my moral compass. I I made a devout <laughs> and just – Oh man, what what's the word I'm looking for? An absolute. I've made an absolute decision not to talk to this person mm-hmm. ever again, and give her no second chance, or third chance, or fourth chance. I I just decided that. Mm-hmm. And then now, as time goes on, I feel bad about that. I feel terrible. Like I don't know what this girl's going through. Like, you know, things came out that she actually is going through mental health issues. Like things have come out that, mm-hmm. you know, she has these things that she can't control, and she's acting in the way that she thinks is right, but. It, I don't know. She has a lot going on in her head. Mm-hmm. And now I feel for her, and now I want to reach out to her. Now I want to – I had to I had to step back. And this is the longest step back of my career of <laughs> – or my career. <laughs> Steph Curry, baby. Later. <laughs> but this was the longest step back evaluation period of my life of being mm-hmm. like, okay, let's see how this goes. Because this has been over the course of a year now that I'm – kind of looking at the situation and now i want to make that that effort to reach out to this person and to you know be like hey i know this was forever ago but i forgive you and you know i hope everything's going well yeah absolutely like 
my biggest vice, my biggest mental vice, right? Mm-hmm. Negative one mm-hmm. is I, God, I feel like I, if someone does something to me, I feel like it was a design personal attack towards me. And like they schemed it. They schemed it. Like they went out of their way to make me have a bad time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing that I had to go through growing up, you know, through college into adulthood. And just recently that has, you know, I've, I've been able to replace that with self-reflection. I think self-reflection is the most beautiful thing <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Like yeah, I, if, if we come out of this podcast with one thing, you know, for me anyway, self-reflection is one of the best things that a person can do because it makes you look at yourself and it makes you look at others and how those relationships connect and correlate with one another. And you're able to just see, okay, this shitty thing happened, but now I know it was just an, a by chance instance. You know, I know it was an accident. I know it was this. It wasn't <laughs> a mm-hmm. conspiracy <laughs> to get towards my character <laughs> to get towards my emotions. Mm-hmm. And that was a tough thing to go through. That was a tough thing to get past. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that insecurity just branched off into anger, jealousy. It branched off into these other vices that, you know, yeah, I would just kind of cherry pick what emotion I was going to go through today. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, well, I'm feeling really insecure, so uh, I'm going to be angry about it today. And so I take my... I take my anger out on a poor, defenseless pine tree with a bat. (laughs) (laughs) When I had drums in the other room, I could have gotten better. But no, I just took a step back and destroyed my baseball bat. Uh, (laughs) Or I feel like, you know, I'm going to be really jealous. I'm going to be really petty about this. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they have something, and they're kind of – I take it in the way that they're – oh, they're rubbing it in my face. Or I took it in the way that – they have this thing, and they want me to know about it. And I'm just going to be like, what the hell is going on? Like, why would you do that to me? Why would you make me go through this? Mm-hmm. But self-reflection has slowly been replacing all these different vices of I'm able to look at these emotions and these weird and just unhealthy ways of looking at life mm-hmm. and to be able to think them through and kind of like, okay, you know, be as level-headed about it as possible and then – I feel way better, you know, 10 minutes later, I feel way happier. Ten minutes yeah, later. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, like learning how to take things not personally. I mean, that's a huge thing to overcome because I, I mean, I'm still doing that to this day uh, with, oh, same. you yeah, know, it's, with it's not over. Yeah, <laughs> it's not over. It's always going to be that way. But as, as I'm getting older, a lot of the things that have happened in my life and the other decisions of other people that in that have effect on me um i like i it took a while to be like you were saying like oh that's not against me that's just something they need to do or they have to do or they feel like they need to or they feel like mm-hmm. they you know it's all them and i hate to i hate that phrase it's not you it's me but it really it really is yeah. you know it's yeah. you know like so i've made decisions um and i think i'm more on the opposite side where i think i've made more decisions on you know, helping myself that other people take personally. And, uh, and then I feel, you know, that person's kind of make me feel bad about it. That person's kind of making me, um, like uncomfortable because I, I don't like, 
it, it's not that I have to be liked or anything like that. I'm no Michael Scott, but uh, <laughs> like you know, my, my I don't want to do anything to harm anybody. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. Yeah. Um, so when people when I do make people feel bad, if it's if they're doing the thing where they're kind of overreacting to the situation. It, you can't be like, hey, man, don't take it personally. It's not you. It's me. It's that, you know, that that concept is just so overplayed in movies and like our yeah. daily media and everything that um, that is just like, oh, man, like, you know, you, people get offended and can't really get past it. And you're and you're just like, please don't take it personally. Like, <laughs> and I mean, the biggest test was my last breakup. You know, we broke up yeah. for an issue I had zero control over. Um, right. And so dealing with that i had to the hardest thing was to step back and be like i did nothing wrong i I did nothing to make this person make this decision and i didn't do anything that kind of led her to it it was just it was all it was a such a personal thing for her to go through and make a decision and i i just like wasn't a part of that decision in any means and i took it as my my you know, instinct was to be like, damn, I did everything wrong. I thought I was doing everything right. I was really hard on myself again. I was, I was like, Hey man, this is, this is, this is hurtful. And I'm taking, I'm trying not to take it personally, but it, because it's affecting me so heavily, it's, I can't make that disconnection. And I'm just like, yeah. "Ah." And, but yeah, I mean like, and I, and I, I did the thing where I'm, you know, we don't talk anymore or anything. So I never projected any of these feelings to her or anything like that. But I, mm-hmm. I will say like, there was a moment where, uh, as much as, as healthy as I wanted, you know, was talking about it and getting clarity for myself. I, you know, there was, there were moments of moral weakness or moral depravity that I just didn't, that I like was subjected to, or I put myself into Yeah, and it's all self induced like, or indulged, like it's self indulgence for me. Um, like no one's convincing me to, Hey, like I don't have the type of friends that are like, you're going through something. Here's, here's some alcohol. You know, I don't have people. Yeah. They don't go to those vices. Um, it's, it's all self indulgence. I'm like, I need to be here. I need to do that. I whatever. And, um, which is, I mean, that's another thing. Peer pressure can really lead you down a oh, terrible, terrible road with, with, your vi- with your vices. Yeah. I am um, terrible with peer pressure, man. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's awful. just just a weird thing where, it, it, yeah, I, I mean, just taking things personally is, and I'm talking myself in circles, uh, at least at this moment, but it just, yeah, it, to take it not personally is, and uh, sorry, the self-reflection of that period of my life um, was way harder to do at, than any other problem I've ever had. Uh, I, I, like, yeah. I feel like it was very easy for me to be self-aware of what I was doing to myself. But in that moment, I was starting to drink heavy again, smoke heavy again, kind of you know go to the vices that I wasn't really proud of again. Right. And... I knew what I was doing. It's all self-indulged or induced and like kind of putting myself in those situations. Um, and I couldn't snap out of it, you know, for at least for a few weeks. Like I was just like, uh, I'm going to drink my problems away. I'm going right. to, you know, make this alcohol. Um, it's like water to me now, that kind of thing where, but I, I don't know, like move, like moving on with that was, I had to accept that it wasn't personal and it wasn't anything that I did. And it was the hardest thing I've ever kind of had to come to terms with in my yeah. life to this day, uh, which, you know, in, in the realm of relationships. Um, yeah. And it was my coping mechanism where that was to shut myself off. Um, I didn't talk to anybody for a while. Um, let myself think through it rationally, kind of let my emotions 
dwindle down a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a, I'm not silent, but like when I, I get in my head, man, like, you know, if if someone's like, Hey, I want to talk about, or I want you to talk about this because it's, it's eating away at you. And I'm like, yeah, it is, but I haven't had enough time yet. And I, and that's where, you know, distancing yourself becomes kind of negative, like where it becomes a positive. Oh, and it's like, okay, you, dude, you've been gone for three weeks. I haven't seen or talked to you, like get out of the hole and like, you know, my best friends yeah. are like, I need to see you. I need to make sure you're alive. I need to make, yeah. and, and I, I never was on a, uh, on a path to self-harm or anything like that. Um, and, but I, I think, you know, I definitely was harming myself by doing other things like smoking right. and that kind of thing. So it was just, it, yeah, it's just a weird <laughs> thing with taking stuff personally it's because it, like yeah I, i'm with you it feels like you have a personal vendetta against you and you're yeah, like oh yeah, it's man horrible. it's a horrible <laughs> feeling you know with that i'll say that um i think that some people misconstrued that once you're doing positive things for yourself then that's the end all be all right that okay now he's just self-aware now he's just taking things as they come nothing bad can ever get to this person ever again and that that's not true. Everybody backslides. So, like, I haven't looked at drinking as a crutch in a long time. A few, like, two months ago, three months ago, I got into this huge fight with my mom, right? Mm-hmm. And then I came home, and my girlfriend's like, hey, is everything all right? And I just, you know, I immediately went for my bottle of bourbon and said, I need a drink. Like, I need to settle myself down. And that was a point of weakness. That was a point of just sliding back into the thing that I knew was so bad for me. Mm-hmm. And But being slowly replacing that with self-awareness, I was able to look at that drink and be like, okay, I'll have this, but that's it. Like, I'm, I don't want to go through this hole again. You know, I don't want to fall into this trap. Again, I am going to have what I need from it and that's it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like absolutely and even that, even saying I am going to have what I need for it sounds bad. And maybe it is bad. I'm not sure. This is just a lack for a better term, you know, lack of words. But I saw the drink as this is something I'm going to enjoy rather than need, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Cause like, it's my favorite bottle of bourbon. You know, mm-hmm. it was Basil Hayden. I love it. I had a drink, I was, and I just looked at it as enjoying the drink rather than needing the drink. Absolutely, and yeah. That boosted my mood. And so everybody backslides. Everybody, you know, makes a ton of progress or makes a little bit of progress, and then something comes along the line that you kind of, oh, shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you fall back on something. And that's not terrible. That's not terrible. It's just to be self-aware enough to realize what what's happening and to be like, okay, I know where I'm at. Let me get a hold of this before it goes out of control. Or mm-hmm. let me get a hold of this before I, you know, <laughs> dive deep into a new, you know, bad substance, bad vice, bad coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Let and me that, get back to what I know is good for me. Exactly. And, and it's funny, too, because, you know, you could pick up you – know, I'm glad you said it because you can pick up a vice or you can pick up anything – like if you've never smoked a cigarette in your life, you know, you could be in your 30s or 40s or 50s right. and pick up a cigarette and then you'd be like, wow, I kind of like the way that made me feel through that. And, and like no matter what point of your in your life, you know, these things can 
take hold and you could, you know, be, you know, make it more difficult for yourself no matter what age you're at. And, you know, it's terrible when you start younger because when you form habits that, you know, that when you're forming those bad habits at that young age, it's way harder to kind of catch yourself because you don't really know the consequences yet. You're not, I'm not saying you're not smart enough or anything. It's just like, let's say with drinking, let's say you're 19 and you just, you know, you're just now starting to get into alcohol. Right. And like you're in college or, you know, you just turned 21. So you're legally allowed to buy it now. And it's, it's at your fingertips now it's, it's right there. So it's, it's a thing where, you know, I, you could develop these new vices and things in your own life that just make it way difficult later on. And with, I don't know. I think a a good a good point with self reflection. I think because we talk, we've we've said that word a lot, and I think we talk about it's a good thing, um, and it's a very good thing. But a lot like my self reflection and the way my process works with that is when I take a step back and look at myself, I feel like I'm taking two steps backwards when I only took one step forward. And so, right, you know, and then I that that's where like oh, all right, well. I'm I fucked up and now I'm back to square zero and not you know like let's you know might as well just open that bottle one more time to kind of yeah. help this you know because I'm already yeah. back where I started so you know where's the progress but I you know it's such a you you can have moments of even when you're in self reflection mode and you're trying to better yourself it could use it could just down real spiral and real quick about um you know, oh, like I ha- you're not I ha- seeing the progress that you yeah, thought you would see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten I or I made progress, but it doesn't feel like it. And so when I take when I, when you said you you know everyone has that slide back and you know you're kind of everyone takes the two steps back sometimes, but just know that your whole life and you know you just have to remember the things that you've went through, the things of how you coped with those. And that's where the self-reflection for me is because my journey up into this point, I can't forget about all of those experiences. I have to like, yeah. you have to util- you have to use those experiences that you went through to do have the self-reflection in the issue that you're dealing with in the present, you know? So you right. might, you might have taken two steps back, but just know you're in your life. You've taken 10 steps forward steps forward yeah. and I was in- just about to say that yeah. up until that point. So yeah, it, exactly. So you're, it's like this battle where you feel like you are stepping back and you actually may, but it's not as much as you think you've made is, tons yeah. of progress. You, you've learned a lot. You are a smart individual. You are, you know, you're getting more comfortable with yourself just as much as you are with other people. So, and especially in this time of like, like age ambiguity. I think just when you're between 20 and 30, like these 10 years of your life are the biggest, I mean, you just change so drastically. You're, you know, you're in school, you're finding jobs, you're becoming a young adult. Then you become, uh, viewed as like, okay, I'm getting closer to 30. I'm a real adult. And then you hit 30 (laughs) and people kind of, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm talking about the perception of the way people view you, you know, (laughs) cause I I swear when I'm 30, I'm going to feel 17 still, (laughs) like, you know, um, but you know, you just have to remember all of those trials and tribulations that you went through and how you dealt with those. And those aren't, you know, whether you did it good or bad, you have the reflect, you can like yeah. sit back and be like, you Oh, look back on those things yeah. and then relate it to the experience that you're having now and just dissociate it enough to where just because your problem solved one issue that you were having or like the way you coped with that one issue was great and you made it through doesn't mean it's going to apply to your future ones. So it's all, that's where, you know, you're always kind of adjusting your vices. You're always kind of adjusting like little knobs on this little controller of how you're, how much of a, you know, the amount of jealousy I'm going to feel from this or the amount of, 
uh, a- how angry I'm going to get to this situation to where it's healthy, but not, you know, it's like, cause sometimes you could be the most angry you've ever been in your life, but that's a, in the moment with the issue that you're having could be a great thing, you know? Um, yeah. and so, but let's say, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic and then you, your one of your vices is just like, ah, I'm going to, I'm angry. And you get out the car trying to threaten some poor, you know, little old man that didn't even see you, you know? And it's like, okay, well, that's not how you do it. Um, you know, but it, <laughs> like that's some like poor old man just <laughs> yelling and banging on his window or something. But yeah, I, I mean, I just, you just have to totally remember all the little things that you've been through. Um, because it, it doesn't matter what age you are were when you went through those because yeah i was i was an arrogant ignorant uh you know like little shit growing up you know like yeah. in my teenage years i you know i can look back and understand who i was at that moment and how i dealt with it and be like okay well i'm not that person now like i am yeah. but i'm not you know i've changed a lot grown um and if you know, go and like I, I'm not always. You know, we're not perfect in any means. I know, I know, everyone thinks we are. I, it's great. Thank you for the love. <laughs> You're not perfect. What? Yeah, I was it? What? That's news to me. News um, to me. <laughs> I read that on CNN this morning. I was like, it's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Justin. Uh, um, but no, yeah, I, I just think it's. I I just yeah, you're always constantly learning and progressing in your and yeah. So I, yeah, remember those remember those little stones you've set for yourself to where yeah, you're you may have taken two steps back, but you're still on that same path. Like you're still you're still getting to that point that yeah. you want to be. And you know, it's just I think self reflection is it's so hard to kind of there's no process for it. I think it's just I get to a point where I snap and I'm like, okay, I'm either going to hurt somebody. I'm either going to hurt myself or I'm going to deal with this. And like, (laughs) you know, it's for me, it's the snapping. Yeah. That was me. There was no, okay, I'm going to prep. I'm going to do some self-reflection that no, I just got to the point where I was pretty, I pretty much forced myself to do it. And then it was take off from there. And then, (laughs) you know, yeah, exactly. And, And I feel like once it starts, like once you kind of make some really, I don't, conclusions like some really tough conclusions about the way you've handled stuff, whether it was good or bad, you know, it, it makes you feel good. Like if you, if you can step back and say, Oh, I handled that really, really well. And I'm actually really happy. Um, because in the moment it didn't feel like maybe you handled it right. Right. And you're like, right. you take a step back and you're like, Oh wow. I actually, I think the way I cope am like coping with this and the way I coped with that person or issue is great. And then you can also have, Oh, I didn't handle that well, and like admitting that to yourself, I can acknowledge it. Now you're acknowledging it, and it's it's that's all self reflection is this acknowledgement of everything that you've done, uh, and a in like how you cope with it. So, yeah, I I think just moving, like moving on with self reflection is it's weird because it's like a lot of people probably have the thought that like when we're talking about it, they're like, Oh, I am writing in a journal and I've, I've come to conclusions about this and stuff. It's nothing like that at all. It's sometimes I make a conclusion three weeks from the issue that I've, I've had. And I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. That I didn't even think about it. Like maybe said somebody said something in conversation that kind of shed light more on that situation. And I'm like, Oh wow. So, you know, self-reflection is not, I didn't sit down on to like one day and figure everything out. It's just, you have to just put yourself in a mode of open-mindedness and like, you know, just accept the things that start accepting things that you don't want to hear, start accepting things that you don't want to, 
that n- not necessarily that you like not you know what i mean is yeah. like like when you were saying i tell people what they need to hear not what they want to hear basically yeah and that's great i think i mean that's super respectable you're being honest and you love the peoples uh that you're telling this advice to or you're giving their your opinion on and you're you know they value you as a person so they're gonna take that you know yeah uh, you hope they take it to heart and um whether it's you know kind of mean or whether it's kind of you know i don't think it's mean if it's honest i guess i guess it could yeah it could be mean i guess it could be mean how i look at it at all yeah it's i'm not trying to be mean it may come across as mean but this is what i have to say because you're not doing it or you're not saying it or you're not seeing it exactly and i'm yeah (laughs) it's it's a rough thing to go through it is it's It's not it's it's not yeah self-reflection is it's not it, there's no time period on it. It could happen over a course of a couple of weeks. It can happen. It can happen I in a night. It, yeah, it, like, it happened to me. You know, like it took me years to self reflect on a, on a thing. It took me <laughs> things that I don't think about randomly come into my mind that I never fully got at peace with, and then five years later, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, it's like waking up at three a.m. Like, where is my birth certificate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Where's my birth? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like they'll haunt oh, the, those things that you don't think will haunt you they will they'll creep up Dude, on you it's one of those things self-reflection once you do it or once it starts happening it doesn't stop <laughs> you know it it keeps coming at you and as good it is as it is and as healthy as it is it'll it's like a quick kick to the balls sometimes that you <laughs> It's like, all right, I need to hear this from myself. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to know that I did something bad, or I need to remember that I did something good to get myself past something. Yeah, yeah. My final, yeah. my kind of like stemming off of that. My final question, uh, I, I you, you segued right into it. Uh, <laughs> do you do you res- with self reflection? Do you respect more uh, the opinions of what other people are going to tell you, or like you know, like people that you value in your life that you trust their mm-hmm. opinions and uh what they're going to tell you do you do you kind of do you get more out of a self-reflection if somebody was to tell you something um that you may not have wanted to hear or need or something you needed to hear uh, or do you yeah. get or do you kind of have more respect for it uh when you tell it to yourself you know honestly i think it does mean more to me when it comes from me um i i, I think that is more of a ego thing and a pride thing and that's I, i'm not saying that in bad light you know mm-hmm. like i if i say something to myself or i think something to myself that i need to hear or need to stay on for a while and it was my brain that made it happen you know mm-hmm. i take pride that i'm actually looking out for myself and i'm actually trying to better myself um and that's not saying that oh i don't want to hear it from anybody else no, I love it when people uh, – dude, I love my girlfriend so much because she does not pull punches. She tells me what I need to hear if mm-hmm. I'm acting like a shithead. You know, mm-hmm. like Absolutely, yeah. She has that respect for me that she wants to see me do better and wants to see me be better that if I'm, you know, screwing off somewhere, she will be like, hey, come back down to earth. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that to be naggy. I'm saying that because – I care I about you. you. I love I you. I care yeah. about you. Yeah. I, I don't want you to go through this bad thing. Mm-hmm. And 
that still means the world to me. But when it comes for myself, it's just an acknowledgement that I truly am making progress and making steps that I actually want to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think right. that's I think that's fantastic. Yeah, because I, I I do I I feel the same. Uh, like with self reflection, if it if it comes from somebody else, it's more of it's somebody says something that kind of nears the like gets me near the conclusion but not necessarily is the conclusion and what they say you do like that's where the self-reflection comes from because Mm -hmm. it's not really self-reflection if they're telling you what to do and exactly how things are look what they say your self-reflection kicks in when you take their advice and kind of feed off of it and think about what they said and how it pertains to particular parts of your life and yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Yeah, no, I mean, that yeah, I mean, it's the key word here is self. You know, yeah, self exactly. reflection. So it's great to have ideas and spark inspiration in yourself from others and seek help. Like, like we were talking about, asking for help is not a bad thing. You know, it's you know, if you're looking for other people to solve your problems, then yeah, it might be a little bit of an issue. But um, yeah, I think just self reflection. That that word self just always it just always stood out to me because it's no one you know no. I'm not going to, this is going to sound kind of cynical, but you know, no one's, no one's on this earth to help you make, make you feel better, right? Everyone's out right. there. They're there. You know, you're figuring out for yourself. You have, you have to be a person on earth and figure yeah. out like you, you can have great friends. You can have great family. You can have all this support and love behind you, but ultimately it's, it comes down to you. Like it doesn't, yeah. no it doesn't, one, no one goes through your experiences. No one feels your feelings. No exactly. One, like they're all unique to you. And how you take the, those feelings or how you deal with those situations are, when it boils down to it, it's it's how you do it. It's not you exactly, know. yeah, yeah. And that's great, yeah. And, and for everyone, uh, definitely, we would love to hear if you struggle from any of your vices or what how you cope with stuff, um, or if you have thoughts and opinions on how you know, obviously, of how yeah. we we dealt with it. We would love to hear from you too. You can follow us at Almost Cool Pod um, on Instagram and at creation underscore of martin and at jordan hooter underscore and yeah we would love to give us a follow like and subscribe if you like what you hear and we would love to hear from you that's i, I can't stress yeah, that i know enough. i'm Why? so uh god i want to hear from people so bad i want to know what people are doing <laughs> i want to know what people are going through because i want to help <laughs> yeah yeah we want to yeah I we want to just have great conversations and and just kind of and and like we said, this is a learning process for us too. You know, yeah. we're still doing this to this day. So yeah, for real. Some <laughs> of the stuff I don't even i I get some of these revelations as we're talking about it, and it feels so good to be able to talk them through with not only Martin but have other people listen and have the ability to give us feedback on yeah, what exactly. we've said. But uh, also email us at uh, almostcoolpod at gmail dot com. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been a share great... with a friend. Share with a friend. God, that would be so amazing if oh, you guys did that. That would be awesome. We would love you even more uh, than we do now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we're having so much fun doing this, and we hope you are too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. See you next time.